What's up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane here again after another win. St. John's finally starting to look more and more like the team we had hoped they'd be coming into the season. Uh, they beat Colgate 82 to 64, a game they led all the way through. They were up by as much as 23 points at one point in the second half, and it went up by 18 points. Uh, Colgate never really threatened them. Um, a lot of good things. A lot of positives. Like I said, a lot of things um, starting to shore up as we move towards Big E season, which is what we all wanted to see, right? So we're 8-2, and two, a two-point loss on the road to Indiana. No shame there. And a 20-point home loss to Kansas. Obviously, you hope it was more competitive, but a loss to Kansas, nothing to worry about there. So no blemishes on the resume. We got the wins we needed to get, although some of them weren't as pretty as we hoped. We got the wins. Forget about how we got them. Their wins now. The resume counts. The Big East has been so good that as long as we're at a point where we haven't hurt ourselves, we'll have plenty of chances where we can help ourselves and start climbing that ladder. But tonight, uh, I thought the offense really, really uh, took a step in the right direction. I say really, 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 really too many times. Um, we're starting to get more looks that we want, not just shots that we're getting. You can tell uh, we're getting a concerted effort to work the ball, get a good look, attack the basket. Posh, again, was great in that in that regard, looking to score for himself, uh, open up things for others and doing that. Um, the bigs off the bench today, Wheeler Stanley showed a lot of life, Wheeler especially. You know, you could say that those shots just went in in the first half, and that's why it looked really good. But he was active on the press. He was getting on the floor once or twice. He blocked a few shots. He was getting hands on the passing lane. So it was a lot of things that um, added to the fact that he got an easy basket and hit a nice three. Uh, the second half, the shots didn't fall. Took two threes. Both of them were pretty ugly. That one almost took a chip out of the backboard, and uh, but he still was active on defense. He was still moving his feet. He was still making some good uh, good things happen out there. So not a lost cause, a guy who seems like he's got to get motivated to play, and hopefully he got the message that Coach Anderson was trying to sell him. Um, and you know, I don't want to go overboard at all, and this is something that just struck me as perhaps a comparison, something that we could look back at is uh, Coach Lavin's first year, Dwight Hardy and the boys, where we – we went on that really, really good run. We struggled in the offseason, or the out-of-conference, I'm sorry. We lost to Fordham, St. Bonaventure, I think. And then we got that huge win against Duke to kind of start the season up. Uh, we had some, I think we had a few wins in the Big East before then, but that really kick-started us. And in that game, Sean Evans, who was a senior big man who hadn't found his way under Coach Lavin, really the only one of those seniors who hadn't really got going yet, finally got unhinged. And uh, his... Trans transformation throughout that season as to another quality big off the bench, a physical guy who could really change the game along with Burrell really changed the dynamic of that team. I'm not saying Stanley is the same player Evans is physically. They're completely different, but they're both bigs. They're both experienced. They're both kind of uh, mercurial. Did I ever use that word right? Um, and uh, we saw Wheeler's ability to change a game. No, his athleticism is something that uh, can give some bigs fits, especially against uh, slower teams and bench bigs. Um, if he hits a three, that's gravy. Don't take any ones that aren't wide open, you know. But uh, if he buys into that role, energy big off the bench, which Sean Evans did, it could really change our, uh, you know, the complexion of the team. 
I think. So good things from, from Wheeler. Uh, Stanley, too. They both played fantastic in the first half. Those two bigs, when NY got his second foul, Soriano, you know, he did good on the boards tonight. Didn't give us anything offensively. He looked slow out there, and I've been one to defend him throughout the year. I think he moves better than you, you would hope. A, you know, a guy that size, if he moved any better than this, he'd be saying he's, he's fast. You know, he's not, he's not fast. He's slow compared to our other bigs. But he's not, I don't think he's the most uncoordinated big we've ever seen. However, tonight, I thought he looked slow against the Colgate front line. He just move, wasn't moving as well uh, inside the paint. He's always going to struggle on the perimeter trying to switch, trying to guard guys out there. But tonight, I thought in the paint, he looked slower than usual. So we'll see how that develops. Hopefully, he can get the same message that uh, Wheeler did. Um, speaking of guys coming off the bench, I thought before we get to Pinzone, I thought Smith, again, in his role, he didn't shoot too well. I think he was only three for nine, um, three for nine, but 19 minutes off the bench. He had seven points. He was aggressive attacking. He went one for four from three. Um, so he didn't shoot it well, but I think that role is a, a better utilization of him, more defined. Um, he comes in, he looks t to create baskets for himself and doing so opens things up for other guys. <clears throat> um, and he doesn't have to worry so much about fitting in with the rest of the guys in the starting lineup. Not that you know, it's a chemistry thing. I just think he's used to being the man throughout his career at Vermont. And him coming off the bench is more comparable to that role. And plus, you're playing against guys on the bench, so it's obviously, you know, easier matchups, and hopefully he can exploit that. Rafael Penzon, the freshman. All right, 14 points, two rebounds, three assists. Um, he did have two turnovers. He was six for eight from the field, two for four from three. He did it in a variety of ways. He got to the basket, made passes. He got to the basket, finished with floaters. He got all the way to the basket, finished with layups, hit a couple threes, um, hit a nice pull-up mid-range jump shot. He just looked really smooth out there. And his size is uh, a different aspect than Smith. Even Wu Su, who's, who's a bigger for a guard, he doesn't really get up on his shots. He's, he can't really get to a mid-range spot, pull up, and get a shot over guys. He, he plays lower to the ground. Uh, Smith, Alexander, uh, Wu Su, they're not really going to shoot over guys as easily as a lot of guards will. And um, Pinzone gives you that size. And he was showing pretty much everything in his bag tonight. And I think we got a serious, serious piece, a guy who can play a multitude of positions, fit in well in the, within the system. I'm not, you know, breaking any news here. I think the majority of fans are really excited about Pinzone, and tonight was more reason to be excited. Um, the starter. Well, I think I just want to point out the bench tonight. We had 34 points on the off a of bench compared to eight points for Colgate. So, you know, our bench was the most productive bench in the Big East last season. And that's a big part. Obviously, we, we play more guys, so you're going to rely on the bench a little bit more. But um, if you're outproducing teams' benches by 10, 15, sometimes 20 points, that's a big advantage and a, and a, a big relief to your starters who sometimes need that extra lift. Um, the another couple things I wanted to point out, too, not so much negatives with things we got better throughout the game. In the first half, Colgate out-rebounded us 21-18. to And... Um, on the offensive end, you know, they were getting some putbacks. In the second half, we out-rebounded them 23 to 23 to 14. So we turned that around completely in the second half. We were able to, you know, enforce our will a little bit more. We got that lead up to 23 points, and then it was just, you know, kind of coasting from there. Um, 
We only had six turnovers as a team. That's a really good number. It's a number that has been too high far too often throughout the season. So to see us sure that up was good. We did four 16 turnovers still. So that's a, a plus 10 turnover advantage is awesome. It's going to win you a lot of games. And then 32 points in the paint compared to uh, Colgate's 20. So we out-rebounded them, outscored them in the paint, took better care of their basketball, and we got better bench production. Uh, we shot 40% from three. We were 10 for 25 as a team. Colgate, 13 for 35. That's 37%. That's still a really good number. That's something that we still got to, you know, sure up. Colgate was putting them up a lot. Um, and 37% a number that could beat you. So still something we got to work on. We do have some small guards, so guys are going to get some good looks, but no excuse not to uh, at least at least keep guys at a, you know, 34 to 35% as a team. If you're allowing teams to shoot 37, 38, 39% from three, you're doing something wrong. Um, what else? The starters. Okay. Uh, NY started again and got two quick fouls. Um, he only had eight minutes. I can't remember if he started in the second half. I think he started again in the second half, but only eight minutes total. No points, no rebounds, three fouls. Uh, so he must have yeah, he must have started the second half. Got got the third foul. Never got anything going. Missed his mid range jump shot. Those fouls kept him out of the game. You know, I don't think he played poorly, but it was a combination of the other bigs really stepping up and um, keeping him on the bench. Champagny, twenty six minutes, nineteen points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal. One block. All right, I know for a fact he had two blocks. What is going on? What's, what's up, stat guy? All right, how many times am I going to know that we're missing stats for our guys? I, I know for certain he had two blocks. He had one in the first half, one in the second half. I guarantee it. Um, Wusu, 10 points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, no turnovers. Uh, Champagne had no turnovers. Um, Posh had three turnovers. Smith had one turnover, Pinzone had two, no one else had a turnover. Six to the team, so that's great. Uh, Wusu I thought was good, uh, solid. I'm getting annoyed by how many charges he's taken. Imagine how annoyed the other teams are, are feeling. I mean, sooner or later I think I might catch up to him, especially in the post, but uh, he's a smart, heady guy. He's takes it in that chest, and if he, if he sells it well enough, it looks like he must have got hit by a train because if you're knocking him over, you must have got hit good. But like I said, I don't think uh, it's going to work as often as it's been working throughout the season. We'll see. Hopefully it does. He's taking a bunch of charges. And you know I'm a huge fan. Hit, a, hit another three tonight. Look good. Um, Posh, 15 points, seven rebounds, four assists, three steals, three turnovers, seven for 14 from the field, 0 for 2 from three. So still struggling from three, but seven for 12 from two. Really, really efficient inside the paint, finishing at the basket, mid-range jump shots, creating for others, making things happen when he's not, you know, having assists. He's still breaking down defenses more so now that he's off the ball a little bit more, um, scoring a lot more. Still really surprised by how much he's scoring. It's great. Um, 30 minutes, he played the most minutes on the team. Played great defense. Just a, an awesome game. I think he was the MVP tonight. Um it was between him and Champagny. Champagny had five threes, he's five for seven. I will say one thing, and maybe people will be upset by this. Um, if those are the shots Champagny takes, which he can make five of seven of those threes, seven of 12 overall, he's fully capable of doing that. But if those are the shots he gets, he's going to have some off nights. All right, They weren't fantastic looks. A lot of them were contested jump shots that he's a good enough player to make. A lot of them were, you know, 
shots that he took one or two dribbles and took a, a jumper with some guy contesting. Uh, they weren't wide open jump shots for the majority of them. A lot of them w were what you would call, you know, sh tough shots. And he's capable of making those. And if he's set up inside the paint, he rarely misses. Um, if he's set up with an open three, he makes a great percentage of them. If he's making those shots, he can have six for 18 nights, uh, nights when they're not falling, um, when he's taking those shots. And I don't want this to sound like I'm upset with the way he played. He played absolutely fantastic. He was five for seven from three, but we could have easily looked at tonight and he could have been two for seven with those shots he took. And if he's two for seven, do we have people complaining that he's not shooting well enough? They're just the same shots. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. We got to make sure he's getting the best shots possible. So I still am going to say I think we can utilize him better in terms of getting shots for him and other guys. And we saw a few of that tonight. Uh, pick and rolls, pick and pops between him and Wosu a couple times, using him as a pin down screener. So I'm saying these things and saying I hope we see him, but we are seeing more and more of it. So um, obviously Coach Anderson is listening and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk later tonight when he calls. But until then, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we can see more of that. Kidding. Obviously, obviously uh, it's Coach Van who calls. Um, what else? Yeah, Mathis was two for eight, 0 for two from three. So his first real um, off night offensively in a while. But still, I thought defensively he does a bunch for you. Uh, obviously, people have been pointing that all year. In the passing lanes, harassing guys when they're on the uh, when they're ball handling helps you out in the glass. Had a couple of nice passes again, um, so not an awful night. Even though he didn't really get things going offensively, we had one, two, three, four, five guys play more than ten minutes off the more than fifteen minutes off the bench. Stanley Wheeler, Soriano, Pinzone, Smith, all played more than fifteen minutes. All played less than twenty minutes. That's a nice little um, you know fit right there. I think. 10 to 15 range and then the 25 to 30 range for your you know top four guys in the starting in the starting group would be crew would be a a good mix depending on who's feeling what uh in each particular game Colburn didn't get going again seven minutes didn't didn't score over one from the field nothing else um he's got a lot on his slate with academics He's struggling to get going. He's found himself at the bottom of the depth chart now. So hopefully um, he can, you know, stay focused, stay determined, um, not get too down and can find his rhythm at some point throughout the year. You know, it's always an added bonus to have a guy who's capable of hitting threes. And we've seen him hit open threes earlier in the year. You know, it's been a long time. But if he's got an open three, I think he's got a good chance of making it. He's got to become more comfortable in what not to do, you know. Don't be so much of a ball handler or creator. You know, don't find yourself in situations where you being sloppy with the basketball is going to hurt yourself and the team, all right. Spot up, move the ball quickly when you don't have a shot. Use your athleticism to get some steals, some boards, you know. I don't want to sound like I'm like it's easy or I know all the answers here. I don't, but I think uh, there's still a role for him to be found and hopefully he's able to fight through this and you know, produce at some point during the season. But uh, St. John's again, moving in the right direction, some positives, um, turnovers down, rebounding better, um, bench production, guys finding their roles. Negatives, another guy still beat us. We let a guy named Ferguson who averages 10 points Score 23 points. He had seven threes. So for some reason, we let one guy get hot. It's, hey, 
when you win by 18 points, it doesn't hurt you. But who knows? I thought um, overall in the second half, our defensive intensity did did look more like a team that, uh, you know, gets the job done. In games past, St. Francis, Monmouth, um, what else? There was another game at uh, NGIT. We didn't close the door. All right, we let teams hang around tonight. We kind of put our foot on the gas and finished them off. So that was good to see. All right. Um, but, guys, thank you for listening to the Red Storm Rebel Reaction Podcast. One thing, uh, let's just throw this out here. You know, I've been on t- Twitter a lot more this year, you know, underneath the St. John's hashtag, reading it on there, and we get a lot of good stuff, and there's a lot of shit. Obviously, St. John's fans get a bad rap for complaining and whatnot, and maybe it's not even a bad rap. We do complain. We do argue. We do uh, sometimes make ourselves look like, look like fools. And there's nothing worse than two guys arguing on Twitter who are trying to make the same point and they don't realize it, you know, or there's two guys who are so far off on points. One guy thinks uh, in years past, one guy thinks um, Tariq Owens is better than uh, Isaiah Moore. Okay. Just an old example. And they don't want to budge at all. Okay. So this guy's an idiot. That guy's an idiot because they disagree. Come on the pod. Let's discuss it in real time, all right? I'll arbitrate, mediate, okay? Unbiased uh, third party. If you guys find yourselves on complete disagreement on any topic St. John's related, maybe you think Steph Smith should should, should start over Wusu. Maybe you think Soriano should never play. Maybe you think Soriano needs to play 30 minutes. Let's talk it out, all right? Because we probably don't disagree nearly as much as you think the guy on Twitter disagrees with you, all right? I'm done preaching. Thank you guys for listening to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, call your mother, call your father. All right. For Eric Barkley, this has been Pat Kane. Peace.